Before you jump into this episode, I want to put a date in front of you. Hey, it's Aaron from Real WW Talk, July 7th. Just for a second, I want you to visualize yourself on July 7th. How are you feeling? Do you have more energy? Do you have a brighter outlook? Or do you feel stuck? The time is going to pass anyway, and it's completely within your control how you feel in just a few short weeks. And as you come up with your goals, the things that you want to do to be feeling your best on July 7th, I want to recommend that you join our next Real WW Talk Step Bet. July 7th is the last day of that step bet. It's actually going to begin on May 27th, Memorial Day. That's an easy day to remember. So download that step bet app, place that $40 bet on yourself for accountability, for your goals, and join us in the real WW Talk Stepping Into Summer step bet. I think you'll be so glad you did. And come July 7th, you'll have an amazing feeling of accomplishment. Use the game code RWWT or look for the link in the show notes. Okay, let's get on to your episode. I like that kind of baffles me. Like, why am I choosing this hard that just gives me, like you guys were saying, those those health issues, those that discomfort, all the, the things that come along with being overweight. Welcome to Real WW Talk, the podcast of three diverse friends, Candace, Aaron, and Ricky, who are following the WW, formerly Weight Watchers, plan. I'm the Aaron part of the trio, and each week we talk about our health journey on WW, what we've learned, what we struggled with, and what our goals are for the coming week. There is no hiding, no trying to make ourselves better than we are. It's just real talk, because we can't change if we aren't willing to be real about what needs to change. On today's Real WW Talk, we're talking a little bit longer than usual, and that's because we started diving deep into why we feel like we keep breaking the promises we make to ourselves. There were some tears, but there were some breakthroughs. Are you ready? Let's talk. Well, hello, hello. Welcome to Real WW Talk. I am Erin. I'm Candice. And I'm Ricky. Ladies, how was your week? How was, uh, it was a beautiful week for us over in the Baltimore DC area. We had a lot of sun and I don't know about you, but it like totally changed my mood and made me so happy. Yeah, I had a, I had a good week. Until Wednesday, Thursday, and then I started self-sabotaging. So mm-hmm. I, when you had, you uh, posted in our Facebook group, Real WW Talk, for those who are not on Facebook, uh, for us to put a meme of how our week was going. And I did the thumbs up and I was so excited. And then, and then I started self-sabotaging Thursday, Friday. So mm-hmm. I would have to give myself like an even... Three okay. in the middle. out of five. Um, I know that you had some some work stress that happened. Do you attribute the falling off due directly to, to the work stress? So it wasn't like necessarily a out of the blue self-sabotage. It was in a reaction to a stress moment. Yeah. Yeah. I work in the field of addiction and um, we had, and it's something that I think is very relevant to what we kind of talk about on a weekly basis, but we had a, a, a participant of ours who couldn't kind of, get a hold of his demons and he he passed away and he he you know for for those who want to help people get better it's unfortunate when you can't save everybody mm-hmm. and um so it was it was very tough to kind of handle and to deal with but uh it it definitely impacted my decisions cuz i'm an emotional eater mm-hmm. so so definitely mhm yeah. sorry about that 
Thank you. But like I said, it, it's a, it makes me more motivated to try to figure out the things that I do and why I self-sabotage based on news about somebody who self-sabotaged themselves, you know? Oh, oh mm. go there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. At least yeah. you have the awareness of that too, you know, um, like kind of looking at, I don't want to call it a silver lining, but like looking at, you know, how can I take something positive from this? Yeah. Yeah. Because I think that, you know, I, we minimize some of the things that we talk about, but this is, this is serious stuff. When you look at the long-term impact of some of the decisions that we make, it might look like it's a weekly thing or even a daily thing. I had a little bit extra here, but for our health, you know, for, for him, it was substances, other substances, but food, the things that we may have an addiction to um, have the same consequences maybe down the line. So it always is kind of like a gut punch to me. Like I really have to get this figured out because I don't want to suffer the same fate. And someone say, it's just so unfortunate that she Mm -hmm. couldn't get it together. Mm -hmm. So that's why I enjoy our chats because it's just a reminder that this is really important. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But anyway, (laughs) how was your week? (laughs) Um, My week was, was fine. It's funny. I felt like I was at work all week. Um, but I wasn't because it was spring break. We had a pretty brief break. I had Friday, you know, good Friday off and then Monday and Tuesday. So um, went back Wednesday and it felt like a, a very long week <laughs> despite it being short. Um, it's just very busy. But um, I do feel like I had a lot of wins as far as eating at home more, um, cooking more, get it kind of getting back to those basics, still kind of struggling with the water. Um, and then it's like, I'm reminded later in the day when I'm like very thirsty, but I'm still working on that and working on drinking water before meals. Um, but I, I felt like my week went really well and the scale represented that. Um, so I'm, I'm happy with the week ahead. And you've been doing a lot of walking cause I'm, we're connected on the Apple watch. So yeah. I know that, that you've been getting outside and moving and grooving. I'm yeah, sure that's well, good. That's, that's the puppy. That's <laughs> I got it. If I don't take him out, it's like there's going to be a consequence and that very I don't want him destroying the house or peeing in the house. So um, and also just energy wise, he he needs those three walks a day. And I try to make them the one in the middle of the day when I'm home, like those first couple of days that of the week when I was home for spring break, I went for a longer walk with him. And I actually really just enjoyed being outside, having the, the weather being so warm, hearing the birds chirping like Things like that just make me happy. So it it was really, um, I enjoyed those walks. Ricky, have you found that your exercise has changed because of Ziggy? Like, are you, um, are you still doing your Peloton or have you switched Mm -hmm. more to a lot of outdoor walking? It's funny. I find that sometimes the walking is an excuse not to, and it does make it not to do the Peloton. It does make it a lot harder. This week I wasn't on the bike as much. And last week I think I wasn't as much, but I'm still doing it a few times a week. I want to get back to doing it every, you know, at least five times a week. Um, But I think because of the timing too, I had to have to get up earlier because I have to walk him and then you know, make the time for the bike unless I want to do it after work, which for me, I know is pretty unlikely. So, um, yeah, I think sometimes it can be an excuse to say, okay, well, I got the steps in. I don't want to say excuse because it's like if I'm getting the activity in, I'm getting activity in, but the Peloton is not a cheap investment and I don't want it to just be collecting dust either. 
Yeah, I definitely agree with that because you know I just got a Peloton, <laughs> and it is not All a cheap but- Peloton. People, you're like I didn't get a bike, I got a Peloton. I got a Peloton, Peloton because I have to be like the commercial. You know, I want. <laughs> I was so that the, the advertising got me. Okay, I wanted to be the lady in the commercial, and then when you get it, you're like. That's not as easy as it looks. <laughs> you guys, every bit of me, because I'm such a, like, when everybody's doing the thing, I'm going to go totally do the other thing, right? <laughs> and, like, I want to go get one of those fold-up exercise bikes off of Facebook <laughs> that somebody's had sitting in their basement for 15 years mm-hmm. and haul it up to my room and be like, this is my Peloton, and I'm going to put, like, my laptop right there. <laughs> well, you um, know, no, people do that. My, that's yeah. what my husband suggested. Mm-hmm. And and I was like, what? No. I need a Peloton. I he knew was I like, loved David. He was like, you know, we could get a tread, we could get a Bowflex or we could get this. I was like, why would we do that? <laughs> I need a Peloton. He was like, but the bike is cheaper. I was like, I don't care. I need <laughs> so, a Peloton. So one of my closest friends, she has a um a bike and I don't know the brand, but it's not it's not a cheap bike, but it's cheaper than the Peloton. And she puts her iPad on it. And she has the Peloton subscription so she can still have access to the community um, and to the different workouts. And she does the, the workout that way. So plenty of people do that. Um, yeah. Okay. So listen, if you don't have Peloton money, but you do have Facebook uh, Marketplace money. <laughs> there you have a laptop. Don't be working in Candace. Be like Aaron. <laughs> no, in the long run, you go, this is great. <laughs> okay, I'm just going to get the Peloton. <laughs> you know, it's not a bad idea if you're going, this is something I want to save up for, but am I going to be committed yeah. to it? Yeah. yeah. You know, that's not a bad It Listen, makes you want to be committed because mm-hmm. you spent so much. Exactly. Yeah. That's true, too. That's true, too. I've also made some very expensive mistakes in my life, too. So, <laughs> <laughs> but here, how uh, was your week? Um, so my week, I'll just, I'm, I'm up two pounds, but I also had a lot of salt last night. So I'm wondering if there's a little something in there. But, uh, tracking wise at higher points for things, um, leftover carrot cake. So I fully, you know, I fully understand and expect I'm not upset with it in the sense that, um, this week I went out and I walked and trying to form a new habit for myself to help combat the stress that I feel. I get done my work at 4 PM and I shut the laptop and it might be a minute or two after, but as soon as I can wrap that up, I shut the laptop, I go change, and I went for a walk every day this week. And it, was, it wasn't about uh, sweating. It wasn't about mileage. It wasn't about time. It was purely, let's just get ourselves out onto the pavement and let's just go do this. It's a two-mile loop, and we're just going to go do the two-mile loop. We'll work on increasing distance. We'll work on increasing time. We'll work on increasing sweat later. Let's just start here. And that felt really, really good. Bravo and star. Bravo star. Bravo star. I don't know where my Bravo star is, so I'm going <laughs> to hold up a Bravo apple. Okay. <laughs> I think that's a good attitude to have, though, because I think sometimes we do quit things or give up quit like quickly when we set those unrealistic expectations. So I love that you said I'm going to do it and not hold myself to, you know, too high standards. Yeah. I can't, I'm not the same person that I was even a year ago or 10 years ago. So mm-hmm. I've got to hold myself to a standard for today for the future is what I kept telling myself. Uh, but I know what I'm capable of because I will, what I did in the past mm-hmm. mentally, I know that I can dig in yeah. physically. I know that I can dig in, 
my my body at an endurance level just isn't matching where I was before, but I know that I can do this. And mm-hmm. so I can apply myself. I just love that you didn't tie the exercise to I'm doing it to lose weight. I'm doing it for mileage that you just did it because you wanted to feel good. Let's take a quick break. Hey, quick question for you. Are you someone who wants to be fit, healthy, and happy? And what if I told you you could get your dream body by simply just listening to a podcast? I'm Josh. And I'm KG. And we are the hosts of the Fit, Healthy, and Happy podcast. Listen, we get it. Fitness isn't easy. Carbs, no carbs. Just stop, okay? It doesn't have to be that complicated. And that's why we made this podcast. We get straight to the facts so you can become your best you. So the way to check us out is click the link in the show notes or search Fit, Healthy, and Happy podcast on any of the major podcast platforms. We'll see you soon. Mm-hmm. I feel it too. This is something that we've kind of talked about. And I loved that WW's uh, workshop for the week topic was around habits because I, that's something that we've been, we've been talking a lot about. And I've just, I've been making so many choices lately that are antithetical to who I say I, that I am, right? I say that I'm a water drinker. I say that I love exercise. But if I exercise one time a week, do I really love exercise? If I say I'm a water drinker, but I'm not keeping my water bottle with me and filled, am I a water drinker? And it's, I have to like have an honest assessment of myself, of who I really am right now. And truthfully, the Aaron that I really am loves cake. And cake is um, taking the same level of importance in her life as fruits and vegetables. I've eaten more cake this week than I have fruits and vegetables. And I have to be honest about that. You're my kind of girl. I know, right? Like (laughs) that's how we found our tribe. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But if I want to be like you were talking about for our future, it has health consequences. And I hear so many, I think about some of our our women who are in our local workshop uh, who have hit closer to 50 have said, you guys, you've got to work now for the younger women because it gets hard to lose weight the older you get. And like that rings in my mind of like, like pressure, like we got to figure this out now, because if I've got a 10 year gap until then I can make better choices now. So I'm not there going, I can't do this even more than I feel I can't do it now. You know, you know, I've just been really struck, but I think it's habits, but this self-sabotage piece of, of it, you know, I know we talked about it, like you said, you know, you know, fruits and veggies, I'm a fruits and veggies eater. I'm a water drinker. I'm an exerciser. I want all of those things to be descriptive of who I am, but it's, as soon as I have the opportunity to do it, I am intentionally making choices recently not to do it. Yep. Mm-hmm. Same. With full understanding that I am choosing not to do it. Mm-hmm. And I can't, I, it frustrates me that I know and am intentionally doing it, but can't stop. And so when we were talking about breaking, I think habits are a part of it and trying to kind of get into the habit of doing things. But I'm wondering what that mental block is. And we kind of talked about it last week when Ricky um, brought up making a list of kind of things that we can do for self-care. And we chuckled at our, that a lot of us struggled to do the list that we created. Mm-hmm. 
I just wanted to kind of throw that out there to you all at the core of it. Are you all still struggling with knowing what you need to do and not doing it? Yeah. And why is that so hard? What is it that we're, why am I trying to punish myself? I need you all to fix it. (laughs) My point. Well, I I feel like I, I definitely don't have the answer, but what I think of is comfort. I think it goes back to, um, what's comfortable. I constantly am like reaching for that. And, you know, if it's more comfortable for me to go through a drive-through or to just pick up something that I know tastes good versus try something new or try like a recipe that has a lot of zucchini in it, you know, like things like that, that I know are healthier choices, but I don't, I know that don't give me the same comfort um, as comfort foods. Um, I think that's part of it. And, and same thing with exercising, like it's more comfortable to sit on the couch or to just, I'm, I'm relaxing. So that makes me feel better about, you know, how my day is going and, and about in that moment about myself. But then I, you know, I'm breaking that promise to myself to, to work out. So then I feel not so good. And it's like a cycle. Mm-hmm. I I think you're spot on. I mean, I totally agree with that. It's, it takes a level of uncomfortable to get to a new level of comfortable, mm-hmm. right? Like this thing that we're doing, we have to be really uncomfortable. We've got to get uncomfortable with facing the things that we don't like about ourselves to change them, to be things that we want to be comfortable with. That requires work. It requires sweat. Um, it requires me having had a really good hair day and giving up a good hair day, for something in the future. And I don't want to do that because there's so many things that are uncomfortable in my life right now Mm -hmm. that are being caused by other people that the one thing that I can choose for myself is comfort in this. And so now why would I become my enemy when it feels like other things are my enemy because they're causing uncomfortableness in me? Mm -hmm. Why would I purposely go hurt myself, which isn't hurt, but you know what I mean? Like, why would I... Why do I want to get away from that? Like, I just want something to be easy. But the thing is, is this isn't easy. Having to go out and buy new pants isn't easy. You know, not being able to fit into things isn't easy. Mm -hmm. The mental game for it, that's not easy. You know, it's the old phrase, choose your heart. Yeah. Right. But it's also kind of interesting, though, because for me personally, and I don't know about you all, but after I get a few days under my belt, of kind of doing what I feel makes me feel good consistently. I'm on the other side of Mm -hmm. this is great. Counting my points and exercising. I don't feel restricted. I don't feel upset. I am the biggest cheerleader and proponent for all of the good health habits that I have, but it takes time to get there. But mm-hmm. once I'm there, I'm there. And then I'm in fear of losing it. Mm-hmm. Then I'm in constant fear of how long is this going to last before I ruin it? Mm-hmm. Right. You know, so it's, I don't know that that's another piece. Do you yeah. think that some of it too could just be perspective that, you know, what you said, you, you get a couple, you get some really good days, four or five good days under your belt, but then you have, okay, well, I've lost it one day yeah, and I've lost it two days. Mm-hmm. But if we look at the average of that week, we've got five good days 
versus these two little bad days, right? Five, six, seven. Okay, Matt's still on. Um, <laughs> and it's in our perspective is we're letting these these two days overwhelm. Yeah. These five couple good because I I feel like Candace, I do the same thing. Mm-hmm. I get like I had one really I had a really great week. I had one really great week, and then I had one day that was not great. And then it was like, okay, that whole week is shot. And then there's mm-hmm. that part of, okay, well, Saturday will come and I can reset the table on Saturday because mm-hmm. it's a new way in day. And it's like, well, no, literally this second is the next new thing. Mm-hmm. Let's just go with the next new thing. This mm-hmm. second. Yeah. And yeah. I feel like if you, but look at all of our people who we aspire to maybe model their journeys, whether it be Syed or Jordan Syed or even Felicia Fitness Health is somebody else who a lot of people follow. And I almost see them roll their eyes when people ask questions like, well, I had pizza. How do I get back on track? And they're like, oh, my gosh, if you don't just move on mm-hmm. <laughs> and stop labeling it mm-hmm. as a falling off the wagon, there is no wagon. Just keep going. Mm-hmm. And that's how you do it. It's easier said than done, though. That is that is hard to break. That is a hard mm-hmm. habit to break. Yeah, especially because this journey is is if we wouldn't be here if we didn't have these emotional ties to food. And and so telling me to just you know brush it off, like I'm here because I can't just brush it off. I think about it and think about it, and I beat myself up and you know mentally about it, and I'm I'm upset with the choices I made, and then I internalize it. So it's like it is a much deeper cycle, I think, than just, you know, I think you're right. I think they're oversimplifying how hard it is to just move on. Mm -hmm. I feel like for me, it's a combination of habits that need to be broken and mental that needs to be changed, Mm -hmm. mental that needs to be worked on. Uh, Let me give you an example of habits that need to be broken. I remember sharing this at at our our in-studio Weight Watchers meetings. Um, my, my father, I learned a lot of my bad food habits from my father. My father will come by and he'll like cut corners off of something. And, and just, it drives me crazy. Cause he's the kind of person who'll just cut a circle out of the middle of the brownie pan. Right. And just take oh. it or, or he'll like, <laughs> I made overnight oats. I made these amazing carrot cake overnight oats. Right. And I, I've left them out on the counter and those are my food for the week. They're not my food anymore because he's gone through and he's taken a knife and he's cut edges, little bits here and there. And so it's not, I can't cut it. And you know how it is about portion size, right? I've got my perfect portions are no longer perfect portions. Therefore I can't eat these carrot cake overnight <laughs> oats. I digress on this, <laughs> but those are things like this, like the little bite licks and tastes. My dad would grab a bag of chips and he stands in front of our, we have this picture window out in our kitchen that overlooks just this little beautiful area. And he stands there with a bag of chips looking out and just eats and eats. Mm-hmm. We're going to stand and watch the TV with the chips and eats. I, when I don't want to be that, I don't want to do that. I love my dad, but that's not a habit that I want of his. Mm-hmm. And that was a habit that I had, but I've noticed that I've picked that habit back up. I will just go grab some of the chips and I'll stand out the window and I'll look Mm -hmm. or even worse. My own habit is I will buy a bag of chips at the grocery store and the 10 minute drive from there to home, I will have eaten the entire bag Mm -hmm. and I'm catching myself that the bag has become the portion size instead Mm -hmm. of the actual portion size that's inside. I have to stop that. Yeah. That's one that has to stop. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and then the mental piece for me is I've got to stop seeing myself as this person who can't win, mm-hmm. who can't conquer this thing. Yeah. And if I keep believing that I am incapable of doing this, that I'm just giving up and I can't, I've got to believe that I'm successful at it. And I know that I am because I have been, mm-hmm. and I have to stop letting the voices from before that tell me I can't, or this is always a struggle for you. You know, you get a couple feet in and a couple days in and you do really good. And then you just fail like that voice. I have to actively the next time it comes up and go, you know, that's right. I have failed before because I get a couple things in and then I just cave, but I'm not going to do that this time. Yeah. Right. And I think for me, it's just maybe just acknowledging that voice, acknowledging the failure, but that's not who I am and who I want to be. Yeah. I I think about too, like, I think that's a really good point and I can definitely relate to that. And I, I think about what you said that choose your heart. Why? I just want to pose another question. Why is it that we can, for example, like walking for me, it used to be a lot easier than it is now. Not that it was ever like at my heavier weights, eat super easy. But now it's like when I'm at a really like steep hill, I'm out of breath. Like, and that's hard. I continue to do it, but it's still hard because I'm still carrying the weight that I'm, you know, losing. But why do I choose that hard over and over again by continuing to make choices related to food? Like, why do I forget all of the hard and continue to eat things? And I guess it goes back to comfort, but continue to eat things that continue to make that so hard where I could choose the hard of saying no. I like that kind of baffles me. Like, why am I choosing this hard that just gives me, like you guys were saying, those, those health issues, those, the discomfort, all the the things that come along with being overweight. Like, why do I keep choosing this? Because then I can, then I become the person that's hurting myself. If I've got these other things that are happening, other people who are hurting me and making me uncomfortable, why am I joining in? That's Mm -hmm. been my question. Mm -hmm. Why am I joining in? Because I set the standard for how I want to be treated. Mm-hmm. And this is the standard that I'm setting for my own self. Why would I expect anybody else to rise up and treat me better? And God has been really kind to me because he's been putting people in my way who have intentionally been treating me better mm-hmm. than I've been treating myself. And I count you ladies as part of that for this mm-hmm. past year, because you have been, you've poured things into me this year yeah. that other people have been taking out of me. Sorry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I really appreciate it. But why won't I rise up to the level that you guys are setting for me to remind me of who I am? Yeah. Have I been doing that for you? I hope I have been, or I've just been so overwhelmed myself that I've just kind of pulled your words as a blanket over my head. Oh my gosh. (laughs) It's the problem with feeling worthy. I mean, Mm -hmm. I'm telling you, it is the, and something you all have all hit on so many points that resonate so deeply with me, Aaron, don't make me cry can't do it. Okay. <laughs> Somebody has to join me in this. We're okay. Team. I cannot, but <laughs> sprinkle some water on your face or something. <laughs> Don't make me cry. Um, but I resonated so much with what you said, Aaron, about your dad, because mm. 
for me, I also, he was a, my dad has always maybe struggled with his weight. And one of the things that I feel he kind of poured into me was what we talk about with the, the reason why I label things good or bad, or the reason Mm -hmm. why I can't just let it go. If I have something that is, if I have a piece of cake, because Mm -hmm. he couldn't let go of it. It was always a thing. It was always, I can't believe and this, this, this. And I learned that. And I learned that because I liked that. He would say, one thing I know about Candy, Candy loves egg rolls. I mean, she was two months old. I mean, you could grab, she didn't grab a rattle. She grabbed an egg roll, you know? So it was, it was always (laughs) Candy likes food, you know, Mm -hmm. Ryan, my brother, he, you know, he's, Mm -hmm. he's not that way, but Candy loves those sweets and she loves egg rolls and so it was book my i'm just so you know like that's my baby book too is aaron loves food we sit at the table Mm -hmm. and she's the best eater yeah so then Mm -hmm. it's like okay so i'm gonna be the one who has the food issues because candy always never knew when to stop that fried stuff you put it in her mouth and just you're like Mm -hmm. but why is that and i i always felt guilt about it even for mm-hmm. that poor two-month-old girl who didn't mm-hmm. really, I mean, I didn't make the choice to give me an egg roll. I mean, that <laughs> yeah. would kind of maybe be your choice, right? I heard you put yeah. spaghetti in my bottle, but <laughs> I don't really know if that's something that I have to, now I feel guilty mm-hmm. about liking those things, about eating mm-hmm. those things. And I feel that I am not, it's not okay. And that's mm-hmm. why when I have them in a week, yeah. It is a negative and I don't deserve to have a good way in. I don't deserve mm-hmm. to exercise. That's what I, I, I've always told you guys. I, how do you exercise when you had cake earlier? Mm-hmm. You don't get the benefit of exercise when you have eaten this thing that is not a good thing. Um, you know, and that shouldn't be. It shouldn't mm-hmm. be, but that's how I feel because that's how I feel I was conditioned to feel. Mm-hmm. And I have to agree with it. I, I was getting ready to say it's your unagreement thing. And so I um I sent Ricky and Candace some pictures last week because uh, I was going through this old hard drive and I found a moment in time for me where I was I had lost what at that point I think I lost 70 pounds, right? And I was happy, I was living life, and I was I was healthy. And that point in time, um I was told by I was told by someone that I wouldn't be able to be in their wedding because um, Mm. the alterations would be too much for me. And I look at those pictures and like, I am the healthiest, lightest that I've ever been. Like I'm daggone skinny. You guys saw the Mm. pictures. Like I look great. I look great, right? But it wasn't enough for someone else. Mm -hmm. And that tripped me up. The moments that you're talking about, Candace, about the egg roll, like mm-hmm. being a kid hearing that, oh, she's the food person, right? Mm-hmm. I look at pictures of me from when I'm young. I'm not overweight. I mean, I was a big kid. By the time mm-hmm. I hit 15, I was six feet tall, right? So proportionally, I'm the right size for myself, but I always felt bigger than everyone else. Mm-hmm. That messed with me mentally that I was already, I think, had a predisposition to eating food. And mm-hmm. that was a struggle early on that because I didn't, it wasn't an issue until it became the issue mm-hmm. and then it became the coping mechanism. Yeah. So that moment in time where I had, I, I did so well and I was at my healthiest and I looked great. That one thing 
of not being accepted for who I was at that time tripped me up. I tripped my own self up. I didn't, I didn't take that thought and go, well, that's not true. Mm. I, instead I internalized it. And by the time that wedding rolled around, yeah, I wouldn't have felt, it felt, you know, fit into that dress because then I allowed it to gain weight. And then I had another traumatic issue happen. And then I gained weight from that. And I realized mm. that my weight gain, it's just a response to trauma. It's a mm. response to trauma and to what other things that people have said, mm-hmm. instead of me going, no, that's not true. And I feel like I'm at a place where I need to really acknowledge that, hold on to that and, and now start changing my mindset to go, no, that's not true. Yeah. You you don't tell me who I am. I tell myself who I am. And I may even have to argue with myself and say, no, 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 no. That's not what we say about ourselves. And I think me, myself, and I are the hardest ones right now on mm-hmm. each other. How do you like me talking mm-hmm. plural about myself? <laughs> Well, you know, one of the things they talk about in our field, and you all may not have heard the term ACE, adverse childhood experiences. Mm -hmm. And they talk about how, you know, there's trauma. And what I'm hearing, even though it might not be to the extreme of child neglect or other things, Mm -hmm. we had trauma Mm -hmm. from comments from others, from things that were said, things that we saw. That I think that we, and I say we, cause I'm looping you all in. Cause I'm just, I can't be by myself. All of us, <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah. are trying to work through what, and, yeah. and for, especially for me as a feeling person, I'm an emotional person and words matter to me yeah. and labels matter. So I'm not that person who just usually can just brush something off. It sits with me. I wonder what you're trying to say. I wonder what you're trying to imply. Mm -hmm. And that's okay. But as a child, especially having to hear those things and work through it, I wasn't equipped. Mm -hmm. And I feel like I've been spending my adulthood (laughs) either trying to prove that what they're saying is correct Mm -hmm. or trying to find a way to disprove it to myself. Mm -hmm. And for you, so for you guys, it was your dad's. For me, I remember... um, my mom is very skinny and very fit. <laughs> and I just remember being denied, like told, not told, but it's, it's the way that the behavior that shows you how someone else feels of being, you know, told like, oh, well, maybe you shouldn't have that or shouldn't have that. But then, you know, going to McDonald's every week and like that behavior being a little bit different. And it was my grandparents who would say, oh, well, she can have that slice of cake. She can have that second slice of cake. And and that's how they showed love to me by letting me have what I was their only grandchild. So, I, you know, I was that's how they spoiled me. So for me growing up, I think food was, you know, restriction from this side and then love from another side. Like I'm going to, you can have this, you can have as much of it as you want because you're here, you're in our house. We love you. We don't want to say no to you. And I think that was my first like early interactions. And then later in life, um, I had a family member say about regarding my high school reunion. Um, and this was when I was smaller than I was now. Like, again, going back to what you were saying, Aaron, like looking back at the pictures, it's like, I was at the fittest I probably have been, has, have been as an adult. And someone said to me, well, if I, if you didn't lose like 20 pounds before you, before that time, if I were you, I wouldn't go. And that, that's exactly what that 
was it's trauma. Like I have not forgotten that I, I have gained a significant amount of weight since then. And it's not like I set out to say like, I'm going to, to just gain weight and go crazy, but I was hurting. And what, what do I do when I'm hurting? Um, I, I hurt myself mm-hmm. in that way. Yeah. I definitely, no, I'm gosh. <laughs> Welcome. It's Welcome. passing around the Bravo star. I'm gonna pass around the Bravo cleaner. Need some <laughs> tissues. <laughs> I have baby wipes, but um, <laughs> I, I have some through the camera. <laughs> but I think for me, I, I have to share a sad story now too, because otherwise <laughs> it. it's just not it's not even. Let's no, just do it. Let's but, do it. <laughs> but no, but 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 mine was also related to you know when I was dating. You know, I had somebody say to me. <laughs> that they were they were happy that somebody finally chose me because they didn't think that at my weight anybody they were like you know we if you would just lose 20 30 more pounds you'd have people knocking down your door i just don't understand why <laughs> you can't lose some weight so that you can get some guys and i'm so happy someone chose you so what I'm saying is, is all of these things are traumatic. I took that and it said, you are not okay as you are. <laughs> and if you can't, and the part of me that wants to combat that was like, well, then I'm just going to eat a whole cheeseburger because no one's going to tell me hmm. what I need to do to be loved. I don't need anyone to love me. And that hurt and that feel and need for control because I felt someone took it from me. Mm-hmm. By saying that I was minimized to my weight mm-hmm. is something that I'm hearing maybe all of us say in one way. Mm-hmm. We took it to a different, we took right. it and, and hurt ourselves more. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> trying to hurt the person. Maybe, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or we're trying to rise up to all, oh, that's all they see in us. Fine. Mm-hmm. Then that's what you're going to get from me. Mm-hmm. And, and yeah. we internalize it. That's all we see in ourselves. Right. And there are some people who. When they do that, they go, um, screw you, pardon my French. Uh, but then there are us who I think are probably, I don't know, I guess it's personality in the way that we've kind of been built. We take it and we stuff it. Yes. We take it, we stuff it and we hold on to it. And, and, and it sits there and it sits there for 20 years mm-hmm. and it rots and causes all of these other issues. And I just... I don't want to do that anymore. I don't want to do it. Right. I'm tired of it. And Mm -hmm. I'm the only one who's going to change this. No one's going to change it for me. I've got to be the one. And it's hard to undo how many decades of something, right? Mm -hmm. How many decades of a bad thinking, but I can choose today. I can choose not to do that for myself. And I need to start doing that. And I'm going to mess up along the way because you don't start out doing anything perfectly when you've spent coming up on 40 years of doing the same thing, right? That's not going to happen overnight. It's like weight loss doesn't happen overnight, but it's something that we build on. Yeah. And we build towards success. And like we know Weight Watchers, WW, through the weight loss, it's not a steady line down. It's a bunch of jagged hills that may go up on peaks and then it may plummet, right? Mm -hmm. It's not going to be a straight line. 
but that's okay. Uh, It's okay. And I'm committed to this because I just don't, here's the other thing is just, I don't want this hanging over my head. One other thing, forgiveness. That's a, that's a big, oh my gosh. (laughs) I put this on my wall. Forgiveness does not dwell in the past. And this has been such a message for me over the past couple of months since I've hung it. It's a line in a song, uh, uh, Corey Asbury, Sparrows. It's a beautiful song. Mm-hmm. Go listen to it. This is a line from the song. And I'm like, I just love this. I wish I hadn't hung it on my wall. <laughs> all I've had to do recently. And I think honestly, for me moving forward, um, Tony Evans, who's a pastor, I love him. He talks about forgiveness and he says there's some, there are key components to forgiveness. I'm not going to um, rehearse the hurt. I'm not going to repeat it to anyone else. And I'm not going to repeat it to myself that it's, it's done. And I realize that I rehearse the hurt a lot. Mm-hmm. Those situations that I get into, it's like, no, uh, my mind instantly goes back to that thing someone said. Mm-hmm. And I start rehearsing the hurt with it. Mm-hmm. And I've got to stop. It's like, I've got to forget. I have to forgive that person for what they said. Mm-hmm. And I have to let it go. I won't repeat mm-hmm. it to myself anymore. And I won't repeat it to anyone else. And honestly, I think that's the hardest part is because I feel like this thing gives me a little edge. Mm-hmm. Or it gives me this kind of motivation and if I don't have that, what do I have? Yeah. If I let go of these things, right? Imagine, just imagine that. If you let go of Candace and the egg roll, if you let go Ricky of the 20 pounds for the reunion, mm-hmm. if I let go of the dress alterations won't work for you, what does that free up for us? What would that, what would our life look like if we just said no to that? Mm-hmm. That's I, what I'd love to know. I know. <laughs> and I, and what I'd love to know too is how, like, yeah. because it's like, it, it's one of those things that's so much easier said than done. I, I remember, I feel like everything, when I was in high school, I remember something, someone, when I worked in a daycare, someone said something about my legs and again, I was at probably the skinniest I've ever been in my adult life. Like, and I, how do we forget those? And I guess not, you're not necessarily saying we forget it, but we let it go. Right. Like, so when we remember those things, how do we let them roll off our shoulders? I think that's the thing. So I'm going to, I'll pull something out. I'll pull something out because I feel like this is one that I've gotten to a place of forgiveness where I'm not rehearsing the hurt anymore. I don't repeat this to anyone else, but I will repeat this for the sake of this conversation. Several years ago, um, probably about 15 years ago, I had a coworker that inappropriately touched me multiple Mm -hmm. times. And for me, inappropriate touching was um, in my cubicle. He would come up behind me and he would rub my shoulders. Mm -hmm. Um, He, he, he kissed my hand. He'd take my hand and he'd kiss it. Now I'm 23 years old. I've grown up in a very conservative environment. Um, for me, those are things that I saved for, for a relationship that I'd never had. I'd never been on a date on, with somebody. Right. And those things for me were first touches that were very important that he took mm-hmm. from me mm-hmm. and it escalated. It just kept escalating and found out later that he was viewing porn on the work computer. Right. So mm-hmm. even as he was touching me and massaging me in these very sensual ways, 
his headspace was in a con- completely different headspace, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and the final kicker for me was when he was on the way to a soda machine and he took a dollar bill and he ran it up my arm. And I, mm-hmm. it's the closest I've ever come to hitting somebody. And I mean, full on punching them. And it was a very bad thing. It was extremely traumatic. And I carried that with me. He was let go from the job, needed to go. And then that, that wrecked me. And subconsciously it was like, I don't, I don't want this person touching me. This is, this is my first experience that I have with a male who's shown affection to me. And this is how it's come. And it scared me. It's all of those different pieces together. And then I met up with a relative later at something. I didn't meet up with him. He, we were at an event together and he came over and he, the relative apologized to me for the actions of his family member. And that just tripped me up even more. I don't know what it was, but having that apology, the apology from the family member who was undergoing their own trauma with them just set me on edge. And I, that is how I gained. I gained 50 pounds from that experience because I was holding on to the trauma from that. And that's when I joined WW because I'm like, I got to get this thing under control. It, for me, it was the weight that I had to get under control, but I didn't realize it was this experience because I was rehearsing the hurt over and over and over to myself. I was repeating what had happened. And I heard that sermon and I went, I've got to stop doing this. I have to. And for me, it was every time that thought came up, I needed to stop it. And I would, and I would say, I'm not going to repeat this to myself anymore. I wasn't even at the place where I could necessarily forgive him. And I knew that I needed to forgive him. That was all part of it. I was never going to get the apology that I wanted from him. I'll never get the apology that I want for him. And even if I did get the apology, it wouldn't change anything. Changes nothing for me. And so at that point, I had to let go of that. I had to let go of him. I had to let go of what happened. And I needed now to forgive myself for the weight that I had gained in reaction to that. And I understood it. I understood it. So it wasn't like I was shaming myself, but it was like today is a new day. It took significant effort for me to go, I'm not going to bring this up to myself anymore. I'm not going to rehearse this hurt to myself anymore. And I'm at a place today now where I can talk about it. It's actually, I think one of the first times I've talked about without really crying over it because I don't feel the hurt from that anymore. I'm not okay with it. I don't, I don't sit at a desk and work. Look at me right now. I've got walls behind me. Nobody can get in behind me. It's changed that much of me and I'm okay with it. I'll live there with that. Um, But I no longer rehearse the hurt in my mind. And I've identified now that these other occasions are where I've got to stop rehearsing the hurt. And I've got to put that in the same bin with him, that these things aren't going to hold sway over me anymore. I can't let that happen. And I can't let that, I just can't let that dictate my future anymore. And I know now that I got work to do on that. I'll say right now, I'm not going to rehearse the hurt, but you know how it is. You're, you know, you're sitting here playing with a hairband and all of a sudden you're not going to be able to do those alterations. They can't do them enough for you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Nope. You're right. That happened. And that was 20 years ago. And we're not going to do that anymore. That doesn't factor in anymore. I'm going to go for a walk. Mm -hmm. That's literally, I'm not going to rehearse that hurt anymore. Sometimes it's just, it's literally saying that, yep, that did happen. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to rehearse that hurt anymore. But I think Aaron, one thing that's very important that you're saying that I am taking from the conversation is I have to acknowledge 
that there was hurt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. See, I have to, whether, you know, it's just like almost like a form of PTSD. I can't mm-hmm. stuff it and minimize it and say, oh, it was just this. I was hurt. That mm-hmm. did not feel good. Thank you first off for sharing, you know, for your transparency. I know that you said, you, you know, that's not something you always share, but, um, mm-hmm. I think all of us in the different things that we've shared have to start with acknowledging that there was mm-hmm. a trauma mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and we don't have to stay with it, but in forgiving the other person <laughs> and forgiving ourselves, mm-hmm. that process <laughs> is something that I don't think that I fully delved into. I can talk yeah. about it and joke about it and try, but I don't know if I've really ex- felt that that was a traumatic experience mm-hmm. to hear those words. It was trauma. See, you and, and I, that's how we deal with traumas. We turn it into a joke and we make yeah. a, we make something laugh. But every time we do that, we keep bringing it back up to ourselves. Mm-hmm. We keep bringing it back up and, and we haven't really sat with it. And I yeah. think that when we make choices to treat ourselves well mm-hmm. and to, for me to, to say, okay, well, I'm going to, go on that walk or I'm going to do this. It's not about the walk. It's not about the food. Mm-hmm. It's about choosing that I can, I can choose myself. I can mm-hmm. forgive myself for not choosing myself, you know, mm-hmm. all those years ago. Cause I let it go on for a long time. I have mm-hmm. to forgive myself for letting it go on for so long. That's know? where I am. That's exactly yeah. where I am. Yeah, I love all those suggestions that you guys made. And I love that we talked through this. And I, I, I agree, Candace. Thank you, Erin, for that transparency. And and I, I do love that suggestion of just choosing something else to do, because I think we talk about that with food, too, when we have those moments of like thinking of a binge or thinking of I really want that cupcake or whatever it is. It's like, OK, you can have it. But right now, just walk away or choose something else to do. So acknowledging the thought of this is what I want, or this is how I feel, or this is what I'm remembering and saying, okay, it's there. It's okay to feel that way in, in the, you know, experience of what you're talking about, Erin, like I forgive, gave that person, I forgive myself. I'm going to pick something to do. I, I, I love that strategy. Yeah. And letting go really quickly of the need for the cocoon too. You know, sometimes we use the weight to, to, to put away the attention. I don't want someone to see me. It's funny. It's like the bigger I get, the less I am visible to others is the thought. Mm -hmm. And that's a whole nother topic. But I think Mm -hmm. that that is something too, that we have to accept and agree that we don't need to do that anymore. Yeah. It's okay to be seen. It's okay to take up space Mm -hmm. even by losing the weight. Yes. Yes. Because your presence, who you are, fills that space. Your body mm-hmm. doesn't have to fill that space. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And here's the thing. We feel like our body fills that space. It doesn't. Our presence fills that space already. And we just need to believe that it's our presence that fills the space, not our body. That's a mind shift for us. <laughs> I, I want to add, I just want to add something else real quick to it, because I feel like this is a, for me, that's an important part of the story that I just shared too. Um, when my When my boss found out, about what was going on. It was because another male coworker saw it happen Mm. and went directly to my boss to say something. And it was dealt with right Mm. there. I had men in my building who, who observed, who didn't pass it off and who stood up for me. 
in a way that I was unsure of how to stand up for myself because I was so young and I'm very grateful for them. So I want to acknowledge some good men that are out there that took care of a very bad situation for me and very swiftly too. It wasn't allowed to, it wasn't allowed to, to languish. I just didn't know how to, I didn't know how to deal with it. And so I'm Mm -hmm. thankful that there were some strong men who, who, who were able to deal with it and working about me too. I'm grateful for that. Yeah, that's great. Um, well, (laughs) that note, (laughs) um, our little chat, our little chat. <laughs> yes. Yes. I actually love that we kind of went a little bit longer today because this feels truly like a sitting in the parking lot at our WW Center mm-hmm. <laughs> where they're like, time to get out. Do, 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 do. <laughs> and now we, that was our initial that we move out to the parking lot. Now we're trying to fight all the cars, trying to take the parking space. <laughs> and there were bees flying around bees, us. And yes. we're like, oh, anyway, this is a really deep park. I'm going to run my car. where did I park? Um, can we just talk real quick about goals for next week? Do we, I should ask that. Do we want to talk about goals for next week or do we just want to sit on this? The silence feels like we just want to sit with it. (laughs) I think, I think that's the answer. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Let's sit with it. Let's sit with it, but do something with it though. Yeah. Yeah. Sit with it and do something with it. I think we because have we're worthy action. of it. Yeah. I, I love the suggestions that you guys made. And I'm going to do that when I have those thoughts. And I agree, Candice, we are worthy. Yeah. No more rehearsing the herd. Yeah. And when it Un- pops Unagree. 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 I can't wait to be 10 years down the line and being, being a, a healthier, happier person. And it starts with today. Yeah. And then we can be the people on YouTube and other platforms who say, oh, let me just tell you, just get over it. Okay. (laughs) Just get over it. No, if one of us ever gets to that point, we have to have a pact that we will be like, stop doing that. I want you all to be like, Candace, I need for you to have several seats and look back at this (laughs) podcast. Okay. Let me just remind you of a thing. Okay. <laughs> All right, ladies. Well, I know we've pretty much missed our local WW meeting, so we're going to go catch another one online. Ricky, uh, let me let me ask you real quick because you had a suggestion for someone for us to catch. Yeah, this week, and maybe I don't know. Maybe we can do it as a as the real WW talk. Um, so Gigi, um, she had I think it's Gigi R. Mm-hmm. I've been to her um, workshop before, and I love it. She's um, an incredible leader, and just really great atmosphere at her meeting. So. I plan to attend one of her meetings this week. Um, she has them today. So since we missed a lot of the one today, I think I'll catch it before the new WW. That wasn't like a jab because I loved our conversation. But um, she's got a lot of sessions today. So I know the new week and the new topic starts tomorrow. tomorrow. So yeah. I think I'll try and catch one of hers today. Oh, that's yeah, that's a really good point. That's too, a good idea. Who's yeah. new to WW. Their new topic starts on Sunday. So it runs mm-hmm. Sunday through Saturday. So yeah. um but you know, whatever whatever meeting you catch this week, like Ricky said, uh, Jeezy's got a got a bunch in the week. Yeah. So, all right. Well, we love you. Um, you know, thank you for listening. Thanks for for hearing us today. I hope maybe it kind of helps you unpack a little little something in your life too. Because at the end of the day, we all just want to be we just want to be better versions of ourselves. And sometimes mm-hmm. it just starts with being honest. Being honest. Mm-hmm. That's right. 
being real as Candace would say, right? <laughs> What's getting real? <laughs> uh, you can find us during the week in the Real WW Talk Facebook group, uh, on YouTube and the podcast and Instagram. Just search Real WW Talk and you will find us on each of those platforms. Yeah. Bye. Bye. Bye.